Somewhere Mike Green is very happy, Bungle in the Jungle, the tall. And uh, Bill O'Reilly has included this song, Bungle in the Jungle, in a bunch of his works. Folks, I say it all the time, he's the greatest of all time. It just is what it is. He just is. And uh, whether it's 9 p.m. on WABC or at BillOReilly.com, interviews and columns and just great insight, this killing series. You know, I just saw the Elvis movie a couple of days ago, and I was thinking about his latest movie, uh, maybe what would you say, his latest book, Killing of the Legends. It does it. This guy, he's just, he's amazing. And Breitbart did this whole column. It's entitled, The Left Thought They Canceled Bill O'Reilly. They Were Wrong. It's a great column, except I've known this for years. Here he is, the all-time great Bill O'Reilly. So I guess um, Breitbart figured out, Bill, what we've known here for a couple of years, huh? Well, partly it's because of WABC and John Casamitidis, Bernie and Sid, that uh, they didn't get me. So there were, uh, after I left Fox News, uh, there were big celebrations all over the far left precincts. And, uh, oh, yeah, he's dead. Uh, Ding dong, the witch is dead. (laughs) But... The people who were uh, fair, uh, and this was not a complicated matter, they knew this was a huge campaign uh, to assassinate me, get me off the air. Finally, after 20 years, it worked. Um, But I'm the type of guy, and you know me well enough, that I'm not going to slink away. I said, I'm going to form my own news agency, BillOReilly.com. And five and a half years later, we're the most successful independent news agency in the world. So anyway, Breitbart was kind enough, and I use that word kind literally, because you're not going to get this from uh, the corporate media, to uh, do an article that chronicles what we're doing. WABC is part of the article, and how successful we've been, and why I'm doing it. So it all worked uh, well yesterday. I got a call. Actually, uh, it was from Sean Hannity. Uh, and he said, I can't believe there was an actual favorable article about you. <laughs> no, it's actually very favorable. They're going to talk yeah. about all the things you're doing and your killing series and Vidgo. And they do go out of their way to point out something, Bill, that you try to point out with me and Bernie every week. And that is, on one hand, while you're very, very angry with the DOJ, you did most recently defend AOC when Alex Stein talked about her booty on the steps in D.C. You always talk about being fair on this show, and they did, at least in this column, go and emphasize that. You know, look, I'm not a hypocrite. So you may hate my guts, and a lot of people do, and I understand. But I am not going to be a hypocrite. So if I'm going to go after the left, the far left, we're trying to assassinate characters and trying to embarrass people when they're having dinner. I'm not going to let it go if it's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and some right wing loon does it. And interestingly enough, after I wrote the tweet, there were some right wing fanatics that attacked me. All right. But I expect that. But the fair minded people. The people who really uh, they're passionate about politics, they're passionate about their point of view, they don't want hatred. They don't want hatred. And that's why Trump is still in the game. He's still in the game because no matter what they try to do to him, it's based on hatred. Uh, yes, but, but 
he's in the game, but there's also the exhaustion factor. And I talked to a lot of Trump supporters recently, Bill, who were like, I love his policies. Laura Ingram said this a couple of days ago, but I'm tired of Trump. I need his policies without him. So there is there, an exhaustion factor at this point. Yes, there is. But now with the Justice Department going after him again in this regard, unless there is a major exposition, Donald Trump did this. Bernie, Sid, and O'Reilly can see it, and so can everybody else. Unless there's that, Trump's going to be helped because even the people who are tired of all of this are going to say, you know, enough's enough with these corrupt people. Yep. And that's what's going to, that will override the exhaustion factor if that's what actually happens. Now, today at 1 o'clock, there's a hearing uh, to unseal the affidavit, and the affidavit is who accused Trump exactly and what did that person or persons with an S accuse him of. That had to be in a warrant, but they wouldn't make it was sealed they wouldn't make it public they're not going to tell american people who those people are there's no way on earth they're going to do that because those people would be in danger their lives would be ruined if that got out if i'm going to get besieged because i'd say in a tweet leave alexandria ocasio-cortez alone in public do not verbally assault her if that's going to ignite a firestorm you can imagine if there is a uh, worldwide exposition, this person accused Trump of that. That person well, but, had to leave the country. Yeah, but wait a second. We're worried about this person, this informer. And you're right. I mean, you're, what you're saying is 100% right. I'm not, wor- I'm not worried. I'm just telling well, you I know, what, but, but what about why Trump? they're not going to do it. But what about why is it okay for this person to say this stuff and then the DOJ to go, what about Trump? Not that, look, Trump is very rarely a victim. It's not but, okay. Right. It's not okay. All of it, it's, this is horrible. This did not have to happen. And now we learn that Merrick Garland debated for three weeks before ordering the FBI to go in. Well, if it's such a national security issue that we could have secrets (laughs) go to sea and Putin, how can you wait three weeks? (laughs) None of it makes any sense. This was a dog and pony show, to use a cliche. And it's, it's backfiring right now. On the Biden administration. Well, how do you know that, though? Like, I always say, like, Bernie always says, look, there's a change, there's a tide. And I don't know about you, but until Election Day comes, yes, I can read tweets, I can talk to people on the street, that's very anecdotal. But how do you really know that it backfired? How do you know that the people who aren't really sure are now going to buy Donald Trump? How do you know? Liz Cheney. <laughs> Good one. Good one. Good answer, Bill. That's why you're the best. And tell the folks why Liz Cheney's the answer. Well, she got waxed by 40 points. So if there was outrage among the American people, and believe me, Wyoming are the folks. Okay? They're the folks. (laughs) If there was outrage against Donald Trump that he did something heinous, Liz Cheney would have lost by 20 or 15, not 40. So... I have a pretty good pulse on things uh, in America because of, you know, all the different things that we do, all the mail that we get, uh, my high recognition factor when I actually leave the house. (laughs) Um, 
and I, I talked to thousands, literally. And yeah, you're absolutely right. If there was some way to just take Trump's personality out of his body and just have his policies, the guy would win an overwhelming margin. Well, people think that person exists, and his name is Ron DeSantis. Well, but we don't know. I mean, there's a big difference between running Florida and running a country. Agreed. But but, but certainly DeSantis is the number two right now in the Republican hierarchy. But for our in, intensive purposes, I don't think politics should be dominating the discussion. I think Americans should want a fair country. I mean, home of the brave. Yeah, okay, I'm brave, but I I don't want to be the home of partisan politics and let's try to destroy the opposition. And that's where we are. And yes, another you asked a question about well, how do I know that uh Trump is not getting waxed here? They're keeping they being the White House uh, staff. They're keeping Biden out out. All right, you not see him. Yes, he has COVID 87 times, and that's going to be a real good sell when he comes in in September and goes, hey, let's take another back. Oh, wait, wait, I think I got COVID for the ninth time. Okay, so they're keeping him out of yeah. view. Yeah. You don't see him. Now, Jill, unfortunately, she's got COVID. I don't know if the big dog that bites everybody has COVID, but, I, um, but you see, if the – Democratic Party were confident that Trump, finally we got him. Finally we got him. Okay? Then Biden would be all over this. Right, right. No, he's been quiet. I mean, ever since Liz Cheney's trip to Taiwan, which he didn't talk about either, by the way, he has been very Nancy quiet for Pelosi weeks. Said, Nancy Pelosi's trip to Taiwan. That was another embarrassment for, for Biden because Biden said, no, nah, I don't think she should go. Right. And the Pentagon said, we definitely don't want her to go. Right, Pelosi's trip. Right. And then she went. Right, exactly. Because Nancy Pelosi knows that Joe Biden from day to day can't remember what he said yesterday. <laughs> That's true. So he's been basically put away since Pelosi's trip and this whole, uh, yeah, you're right, he's been put away. So I know that you talked to Donald. Like, I, I had Rudy Giuliani on an hour ago, and I said, look. You're in Georgia yesterday. You're getting peppered for six hours by the grand jury. And the reason you're doing this basically is because of, well, really a ridiculous accusation, but it's, by, it's on behalf of Donald Trump. So does Trump reach out to you? Woody goes, yes, absolutely. We spoke this morning. I have to think, Bill, that you've spoken to Trump at least once over the last couple of days. I, I don't want to talk to Trump. Now, I have talked to him within the last week, but it wasn't about, uh, specifics in the basement of Mar-a-Lago, all right? It wasn't about the lock on the door, Melania's closet. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't do that in my in my private conversations with him. I take I take his temperature, but I have I can tell listeners to uh, the Bernie and Sid show, I have talked to his lawyers. Okay, the people that are day to day involved with this Justice Department situation. And they're not going to lie to me because that would be insane. You don't lie to me. And I have talked to them about policy and about, well, look, how serious is this? Um, what do you think is going to happen? What, what um, steps are you taking? All of that. And the, it's not DEFCON 6 over there. Right. Now, again, I'm, I've been around long enough um, to know that if, if – 
there was something that the Justice Department could put out that every American would be appalled by, that Donald Trump took this and put it in Florida and look at this. This is so horrible. That they, the attitude would be entirely different than it is right now. Oh, no doubt. That being said, yeah. that being said, okay, I don't know because the Justice Department will not define this, and that is the crux of the story now. If you're going to take drastic action on, on behalf of the American people, remember, these people work for us. If you're going to take drastic action on our behalf, you have to explain it. Of course. And they've done none I mean, of that. Eric right. Garland, the, you know, when he got up, I thought he was Barney Fife. <laughs> Barney Fife? Don Knox? Remember Barney Fife? I do. Andy Griffith Show. Sure. <laughs> yeah. He looked petrified. Yeah. Okay? He, he's reading the prompter. I, I mean, I went, this is <laughs> Elliot Ness? This is protecting me. Yeah. Barney Fife. Yeah. He got one bullet in a gun. Right. That's it. Well, it was it was almost shocking. It was. And I'll tell you but something. Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz came out a couple of days ago, Bill, and he said, listen, if we take back the House, which they will, and take back the Senate, that's not nearly as easy with Walker and Dr. Oz and these people. But if we do those things, we're going to start to impeach people one by one. Mayorkas for the, you know, the problem at the border. Eventually, they got to Joe Biden, but they also mentioned Ted Cruz, Merrick Garland. What do you think are the possibilities, if not probabilities, if they do take back the House and the Senate of impeaching all three of those guys? Well, I don't like to do speculative uh, commentary, but I will tell you that would be a mistake. Mistake. Um, If they run in there and they win the House and they act like Nancy Pelosi, which is exactly what she did, if they're the same, then a lot of Americans are going to go, see, there's no difference. Mm-hmm. What they would be smart to do, and smart in Republicans, you, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> what they would be smart to do is hold hearings. Embarrass the hell out of them. Subpoena them. They come in. You ask your questions. I'll, I'll be there. They can invite me as a, a, a guest interrogator. Right. I'll do it. Okay, how long do you think they're going to last under my withering question? Oh, my God, forget it. Forget it. (laughs) Do that. Show the American people that the head of Homeland Security has no blanking clue and doesn't care whether 3 million people come in here unattended and doesn't care. Took no steps. Bring Buttigieg in. What did you do to stop the collapse of the airline industry in the USA? Nothing. Nothing. And then bring some fentanyl parents in oh, to say I, how their 13-year-old is oh, dead God, yep. because of Joe Biden's open border policy. Yeah. Mm. That's what you do. Yeah. You destroy them. But you don't do it with impeachment so that, you know, oh, it's Nancy Pelosi redo. They're just, they're all the same. Well, then let, yeah. me, let, let me ask you this. You're such a keen observer of history. Put Biden aside because there is some impairment there physically. You've mentioned Pelosi. You've mentioned Buttigieg. You've mentioned Merrick Garland. As an administration in whole, O'Reilly, again, putting Biden aside, is this not the worst, the most pathetic, the most inept administration you've seen at least in 50 years? 
This is the Kansas City Royals. Okay? <laughs> That's what they are. They're never going to win. They can't compete. They don't have good players. And so if you're supporting this, and you can, you can wax it right into New York, too. Are you happy with the way the Democrats are controlling the state? Nope. Is anything working? Nope. Give me one. Hey, hey, Kathy Hochul, hello. Hey, give me one thing that you've done to make the state better. And by the way, don't, don't just stop with the governor. Go to the mayor, Eric Adams, too. He sucks, well, too. Well, I, I, you see, but this is what people don't understand. Adams doesn't understand his job. He still thinks he's a party apparatchnik, <laughs> as you mentioned earlier in this broadcast. He still thinks he's running Brooklyn. Right. He doesn't understand the ramifications yet of his job. His main job is to protect New Yorkers. That's your job. He doesn't understand that. He's still playing politics. So I can't really do this. I can't put stop and frisk back because if I did that, then the Democrats wouldn't like me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, you see, so Adams isn't the essential problem right now. He may become it, but it's hokal. Yep. Because the legislature in Albany has gutted every single police agency in the state. Every one. They can't get the bad guys off the street. They cannot get them off the street because of Hochul and Albany. So, you know, it's easy to make scapegoats out of guys like Eric Adams, and I'm not sticking up for him. He's certainly not profiling courage, and I don't think he's (laughs) going to be in Mensa anytime soon. (laughs) But it's not his fault. Okay. Oh, you're right. If he wants to succeed, he better wise up. Right. Hey, I got to tell you, unfortunately, we got to go. I could talk to you for 10 hours. That was just an amazing, amazing appearance. And, again, this is why we're number one and, and your segment is number one of everything we do all week long. Uh, any deals these days? People always ask me, can I get six of O'Reilly's books? But if I buy one, what's the latest deal on, on O'Reilly.com? Well, uh, one more thing. Congratulations to this kid, uh, Beatty, on the Mets. First, uh, that bat hits a home was run. It, wasn't that great, Bill? That was great. That was fabulous. And his family and all of that. And that's New yep. York. Yep. I mean, yep. he's a Texans, but they're real New Yorkers now. Yep. Yep. Um, look. We got Killing the Legends coming out September 27th. The Killing the Killers, number nine on Sunday, New York Times list, 15 weeks out. So we got two really good killing books. You go to BillOReilly.com. We got great deals for you there. If you sign up as a premium member, get any book you want free and all of that. And so anyway, have a good weekend. You Best too. Bernie, and uh, always fun talking to you, Sid. Bill, I love you, man. Thank you so much. And, folks, go read this Breitbart column. The left thought they canceled Bill O'Reilly. They were wrong. You'll never cancel Bill O'Reilly. Never, never. You know why? Because he's the best. Here's some more Jethro Tull. Brini, Mike Brini, I hope you're listening. We'll come back with the fourth and final hour of Bernie and Sid, including some vintage Imus and Rosenberg. (laughs) Hey, now, keep it right here.